This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm sick with this, I'm sick with this. Did you watch the button? Blood judgment, my own sweet child. Genetics, whatever. I didn't recognize you for this anymore. I don't want to be defeated. 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 Hello, my sinners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It's called Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, Shane Told, as always, as I take you into the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. And we have a great, great, great episode today with guitar player, front man, jokester, Mr. Zach Wild is on the show. You might know him from Black Label Society, his time in Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Zach Sabbath, his solo stuff. He's got a lot going on. And it was really, really awesome that I could literally go backstage to the great venue of Rebel in Toronto, sit with him, and chat about all kinds of stuff. Thank you, Zach, for doing this. Thank you to Ola for setting this up. And this is a great episode. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this one. Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you again for being here. I hope you're subscribed If you're not, hit the subscribe button. If you want to get in touch with me, if you got any suggestions for future guests, anything like that at all, if you just want to say hello, feel free. Email address is leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. We're on social media as well, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check out all that stuff. Great meme Monday this week on Facebook. Shout out to Neil. Just hung out with Neil, actually. Great dude. He is one of three people in charge of the Facebook, so yes. Check it out and make sure you go and like the page. 
Thanks to everybody who listened last week to a great episode I had with my buddy Frank Turner. Go back and listen to it if you missed that one. In fact, you know what? We got like 150, 140, what are we up to, 145? I think this is 145 episodes you can go back and listen to. Check them out. There's some great stuff in there. And once you're done listening to all those back episodes and you need more, we do have an option for you. It is called the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. And it is what helps me keep this show going, keep this show growing, keep the lights on around here. It really is important, which is why I plug it pretty much every week. And for as little as $6 a month, it gets you in, it gets you, it gets you to unlock the bonus episodes that we have, sometimes with non-lead singers, sometimes with lead singers, other industry people. Of course, it gives you access to an amazing community with like-minded individuals just like yourselves, just like me and you. We all chat on Facebook. I do Q&A sessions. We got merchandise going to your house. In fact, if you want merchandise, the only way to get it is through being a member of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. And again, did I mention it's only $6 a month to start? So check that out. Again, the link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. That's it. It gets you in. See, I'm not going to make you choose between coffee and access to this amazing community and amazing episodes and amazing everything else. However, it really is only $6 a month. So if you cut out just one gourmet coffee a month, that's all it takes. Okay? And I think everybody... You know, coffee, it's nice. I like it in the morning, but sometimes maybe you don't need it every single day. Then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you do need it. Regardless, it's $6 a month. The link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Check it out. Other news with me, I'm going on tour with my band Silverstein very, very shortly. We're doing a tour with Anti-Flag over in Europe. Tickets on sale for that right now. And then later on in November and December, we will be in America and Canada doing our first record, When Broke is Easily Fixed, from start to finish, including also a greatest hits bonus set. And we're also bringing out a violin player. He's going to come out and do violin, some cello, some additional keyboards and singing and guitar. And he's going to be our sixth member, which is going to be very cool, something we've never done before. And there's a lot of violin on that first record. I listened to it, thought I'd you know go back and see what we did 15 years ago. There's a lot of violin. So I'm very happy we're being faithful to the original record. So Tickets on sale for that now. Check it out. They're selling very fast, but they're still available for almost all the shows, I think. Again, the link, whenbrokeniseasilyfixed.com. Football season is here. It is upon us. Literally all the teams I wanted to win yesterday lost. Hey, you know, it is what it is. We have a new sponsor. They're called Game Time. It's a great app, a great platform to get all the best tickets all the sporting events, concerts, everything at the last minute. More about that later in the program, but shout out to Game Time for being on board. And I will say, I love the things we advertise on this show. They're always things that I think are relevant, things I think are important. If you have a product, if you work for a company or anything you think makes sense on this show, feel free to hit me up, email me. I'd love to hear about it because not only does it help the show, but it's also great for people to hear about great new products, and there are so many these days. So I'm just going to throw that out there. All right, well, it's time. Let's not waste any more time. 
Here's my conversation with the always entertaining and incredible Zach Wild. One more of those? There you go. That works. You're in a good mood today. How are you doing, Zach? I uh, I feel wonderful. That's great to I hear. I shaved my legs, and uh, I didn't break any razors, so I'm very thankful. Perfect, perfect. That's why I'm in such a good mood. And uh, where were you guys uh, last night? Um, Last night, we were in Erie, Pennsylvania. Beautiful. So we had a day off. It was nice. Uh <laughs> We all went out for a uh, nice Doom Crew Incorporated meal last night. I guess it was, uh, you know, our COC brethren and our I Hate God guys. Cool. You know, which I had to say at the table. I said, God bless everybody, even for the guys that hate God. God bless you. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then I asked Pepper, Father Keenan, I said, yeah, excuse me, Pepper, can you please pass the Pepper? I there enjoyed that one. I enjoyed okay. it. I, my wit was quick last night. And where does the crew like um, Black Label Society and the other bands? Where do you, where do you go for dinner on a day off? Where's your spot? Uh, usually, uh, we all go to Chippendales, and uh, we all we all enjoy it thoroughly. And then, perfect. Uh, you know, and also I get up, I do a couple dances myself. You know, okay. Just uh, because well, yeah, well, yes, for per diem money for the if fellas. You're shaving your legs, you know, you're gonna be up anyway. So oh yeah, it, razors add up. It, it works. It works. And I heard that something got stuck at the border truck, something like that. Um. Yes. Uh. The 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 truck got stopped at the border and they were wondering what all the uh the oil was for and um obviously we uh grease ourselves up before we go up on stage <laughs> to bring out you know the lighting to bring out all the hard work and yes. the cardio and everything like that and uh the it's inner thighs those stretching. poles when you're greased up though um yeah well it's just it gets a little hard up on stage a little slippery you know mm-hmm. what i mean but uh mm-hmm. but you know you take that risk for the art and He's, for the show for the art for the art absolutely for the art for the art uh well dude it's good to have you man and um Welcome to Toronto, you know, city I know and love. And uh, I mean, what a career you've had. I'm sure you have a lot of memories just of Toronto. I explain that to the wife every morning when uh, we wake up and I, I look into her beautiful green eyes and she looks at me and I say, you're the lucky winner. <laughs> <laughs> I remind her every night. So, you know, after 33 years, I go, aren't you glad you hit the jackpot? Right, me? right. A family man. I know you have, you have, is it four kids you have? Yeah. And uh, how old are they now? Uh, 26, 25 on August 12th this month are all this, it's girl and three boys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and then, uh, 16 and then six. Wow. What all out range. of the same woman. What a range. Because everyone always asks, what well, is this, your third, fourth marriage? You know what I mean? No. Being that we're in the music business, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but, uh, no, it's all out of the same woman. I mean, just, uh, you know, pretty much like out of, uh, our next door neighbors growing up with the Smiths. I remember they had six boys, five girls, and Scotty was uh, my buddy, and this is when we were like 12. His oldest brother was 44 years old, and it's all out of Mrs. Smith. I remember my friends used to say, oh my God, are they Catholic? It's just like, actually, yes, they are. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, so, no, but, um, yeah, because the gap between our kids is 20 years. Man. Yeah, So wild. our daughter, our daughter could actually walk around and, you know, be like, oh, is that your son? It's like, no, that's my little brother. But uh, but the best was when she, Barb actually got pregnant when we were having Sabbath Page, the kids, you know, the older kids were just like, this may be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, you don't want to really know that your parents are having sex. You know? Sure, yeah. Well, I'm born on my parents. <laughs> I'm born exactly nine months after my parents' anniversary. So I can convince myself oh. they have sex once a year yeah. well, on their anniversary. I, that's it. Well, see, yeah, that's great. Well, there you go. No, <laughs> right? Otherwise, it never happened. You never no, know. The stork, if you have any brothers who said the stork came for that. <laughs> yeah, just dropped them off at the front porch. Or nowadays, a drone. <laughs> who, who, yeah, who knows? Uh, but, you know, you're busy. You're a busy guy. A lot of projects. We could t- I want to talk about them all or as many as we can get to. Ozzy, Black Label Society, Zach Sabbath, solo, solo touring that you do. How has it been having a successful family, 33 years of marriage, four beautiful children, and being able to balance this just with your rigorous tour schedule? You no, don't well, I, I think, you know, I mean, it's like with anybody, you know, it's just like, oh, well, how do you tour or whatever? Yeah, I, well, the reason why you have posters of Jimmy Page up on the wall is because that's what you want to do with your life. You know what I mean? So the whole thing is, uh, no, I thank the good Lord every day for everything I got. I mean, it, you know, I'm truly blessed that I get to do what I love doing and I get to put food on the table for my family. So, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, I, you know, anybody's just like when, whenever I run into parents, they're like, Hey, you got any advice for my kids or anything like that? They want to get into music. I go, yeah, well I go, look at who wants to work at some crummy job. I go, you want to do music the rest of your life. I go, then make the band your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what Jimmy page did. I mean, like, look at it. It's just Led Zeppelin. Isn't like, you know, his weekend hobby. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's his entire life, that right? Band, you know? Right. And still to this day, as we're talking right now, Led Zeppelin is his life. Uh, you know what I mean? And you know, the Yardbirds and everything that came before it. But I mean, he looks over. He's the 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 caretaker of the whole Led Zeppelin entity. You know what I mean? There yeah. will be no bogus recordings coming out of Led Zeppelin when all well, no. said and done. No, he's just make sure that. You know, as the caretaker of the whole thing, it's just that it's presented properly and and it's restored and it's taken care of. So, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, it's a living, breathing thing. So, I mean, I'm just saying, but you, you either are all in and, you know, it's just, put it this way, when I had jobs when I was a kid, those were just a means to an end. Like, yeah. whether I was working in the produce section at the supermarket, working at the gas station, you know, pumping gas, or I would prefer it as a petroleum transfer specialist. Right. But, um, well, but, in you New know, Jersey, that's a real job because you can't pump your own gas. Yes, so you need those people. Exactly. So, I mean, but the whole thing is I never looked at that like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this with the rest of my, um, as a career. You know, whether I'm flipping burgers at, you know, a burger stand or whatever. It's just like we're doing that so me and you can save up so we can buy guitars and drums and yeah. we'll get a van and we'll get a U-Haul and then we'll start doing this. Right. And start building the band. And I always tell kids, I said, if you're not practicing, if you're not, if you don't have, your instrument in your hand and you're not jamming you should be working on the merchandise the artwork the everything yeah you just be all in and it, it should never happen in a case where you're like man i can't believe we sold millions of records and i only and i live in a box down by the river you know what i'm, I'm just saying because that's <laughs> oh, no, what happens well that's i know but that's nobody's fault but you're wrong right Hey. No, I mean you should be on top of everything, as, and as much as yep. you know, you know, even being a kid, you know, I mean the whole thing is you go, yeah, but I don't want to be in 
involved with the business or the this and that. I go, but you're not. If you make the band your job, I mean, if we had a if we had a a, a pub, an Irish pub, inside of being drunk every day, I mean, me and you would just make sure that we're on top of it. Whereas like the beers are a dollar a beer, and there's only eighty dollars in the cash register. <laughs> we're twenty dollars shy, so somebody's either pocketing some money or. Or or the drunk bartenders forgot right. to put twenty bucks in it. I'm just saying you're on top of your business. Right. No, I mean it's very well documented that you, as a young, very young child, that seems like the your school of thought. I mean, I heard you practiced hours a day till you basically fell asleep with a guitar in your lap and woke up and did it again. And, yeah. And- no, I mean, but, but the whole thing is like, I mean, I I think if I would have done anything differently. And, you know, I wasn't blessed with having Ozzy in my life and our black label family and everything like that. I would have taken business classes in school. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- things that would have applied to what we're doing now. You know what I mean? Totally. Then I, I was just, it was just more concerned with like well, the music, 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 Why? music. And, but I mean, I'm just saying like when you really think about it, if you're involved with the whole thing. Yeah, of course, me and you, we, we own the New York Yankees. We are involved. That'd be nice. Aside of the trades, you know what I mean? I'm right. just saying, aside of the trades, free agency, and then us going down to check out the farm system to see new players. Or we heard about some kid in high school that's an amazing pitcher. He's in the next Nolan Ryan or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Me and you were flying out to go see him, meet with the kid's parents or whatever. You know what I mean? But we're also involved with making parking down to making parking at the stadium better, making the restaurants in the stadium better. Now me and you were talking about putting condominiums and apartment buildings in the stadium. And I, I mean, down to the way the grass is mowed at the stadium. Me and you yeah. have a, me and you have a grocery list of domination every day when me and you were having some Valhalla Java in the morning, just figuring out how we can make everything better. Ultimately, that's what happens in the music career. You start out, and I love your baseball analogy, you start out as a kid in the minors, and then eventually, maybe you become, you, you go through a great career, maybe you become a coach, maybe you become a general manager, maybe you become president of the team, yeah. maybe you become an owner. Look at someone like well, Magic that's, Johnson. I mean, well, look at, and that's as a exactly. band, how you apply it to Well, that's why I tell everybody do. with me with the Wild Audio, with my own guitar company. You know, you, you start off as a, you know, a player, then you become a coach, then a general manager, yeah. then vice president yeah. of operations. And the only next logical step for me and you is to be team owners. Like if there we played go. for the Yankees all those years and we had, you know, we had a, like Derek Jeter, he had a great career, he did everything, he's a Hall of Famer and the whole nine yards. Then he then he wins a World Series with the Yankees as a coach. Then he wins as a general manager. And then he's vice president of operations. The only next logical step for him would be team owner. Well, he went right to that in Miami, right? Yeah. But, uh, well, no, but I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I'm just saying. I, I totally, I totally get it. You know, now me and you own the Milwaukee Brewers. And now our goal is to Sell take, everything, take everything that we learned throughout all our years with the Yankees and apply that to our own franchise. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, we worked at McDonald's all these years. We worked... Uh, Flipping burgers, doing the fries, making sure the place is clean, making sure the bathrooms are clean. I mean, I'm just saying, so there's an A-plus sign out in front of that door every day. Then next, eventually me and you were managing the McDonald's, and then eventually me and you start White Castle. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it just it, that's just, it, to me, it's just the, the progression of how things go. And shout out to White Castle for having the Impossible Burger. It's a good step. It's Anyways, good man, um, so let's talk about music, and let's talk about just... You know, here you are. This the podcast is called Lead Singer Syndrome. I speak to I speak to lead singers. 
I very rarely get a chance to talk to an accomplished guitar player like yourself, uh, someone that's mo- known more for guitar playing than singing. So, you know, obviously we can talk all about your early life. Um, I mean, and you in. know, as far as the lead singer disease goes, yes. I've kicked myself out of this band several times. <laughs> and uh, <Good> no. <laughs> Knock yourself down a peg. Uh, but, <laughs> but then I merrily get back up there and annoy the hell out of everyone once again. <laughs> Within a matter of seconds. Inevitably, you're back, yes. Yeah, I'm out of the band for seconds, then I come right back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you get into singing? Because I know you practiced as a kid playing guitar. You step in. I mean, it's a beautiful story. I mean, stepping in to Ozzy. I mean, basically stepping into filling the biggest shoes there were to fill in Randy Rhodes and playing his solos. Faithfully and, and and Jake was not forget Father Jake. Jake two great albums yes, that they did with him as well of, of the guitarists there for um, them, who I am also a huge fan of. But you know, so you came in as at what was you twenty when you did that? No, nineteen years old. In, so insane, right in and that's great. And, and right you had an incredible career everyone knows about. But when did you decide I want to sing? No, but I always sang when we were doing like cover band. You know, me and you yeah. having our cover bands back in in. Well, sure, everyone fucks around. When we were sings 16. in the shower, but there's a big difference between that. No, and no, no. Doing I, it on a you know, we sang in the bands when we were doing. You know, when we had Stonehenge and we were playing keg parties and everything like that for all our buddies. But uh, no, we'd end up doing Ozzy, Sabbath, Hendrix, Cream. Uh, you know, so I mean, I when we were doing all that stuff, I was always singing. You know what I mean? So. Uh, no, I, I just I just enjoy it. I mean, I, I get as much fun out of writing lyrics as I do when I'm writing the solos. You know, what yeah. I mean? When we're sitting down doing a record, you know, it's just to me, it's just like building building the house. You know, like when we're writing a song, when we're recording it. So you you do the basics. That's the the foundation of the house. Then we start. You put the bass down and the guitars. Those are the walls and the ceiling. And then you know, once you come up with the melody, that's the the, the paint and then you put the lyrics together that's the furniture and then the house is done so I mean you know I, and it's a whole process so I, I mean I, I really enjoy the whole thing of watching this thing come to life but just as, I mean? a, just as a musician and as somebody so gifted at guitar to just be like well I'm going to sing now was there any uh, hesitation with that like putting yourself out there and something that oh, you know I, I, I've always enjoyed doing it but I also um you know, I've been blessed with obviously being in a band with Ozzy, and I, all the bands I was in before, I've always had a great time rolling with the fellas. So yeah. I, I've never been in a band where I was just like, "Here, Frank, hold my espresso before I go break Tom's legs." You know, I, I've I've never been in a band like that. So um, yeah, because we all hung out, and and if one of the guys wasn't didn't roll with us all the time just because he'd rather stay at home yeah. or, you know, stay at the, just, we'd always let him know we're going, where we're going or whatever. And if you want to come out later, well, that's where we'll be. But, uh, but no, we always, everybody always enjoyed hanging out with each other. So, I mean, the whole thing is, uh, you know, and being with Ozzy too, you know, I mean, Oz is, I mean, there's nothing but a comedy fest all the time. It would be, I always said <laughs> it was a miracle any work ever got done, but I mean, the whole thing is, Ozzy's super cool and you know being the the legendary guy that he is yeah there's no he just doesn't have time for games it's just like let's just do this and go home you know what I mean it's just like I don't have any time for drama man I mean you know I mean any drama that we'd always have was when we were drinking and whatever shenanigans were going on you know what I mean but as far as like doing doing the gigs and having to be somewhere and do something it's just like, let's just do this, get it over with so we can get back to the pub and we can get back to business. You know what I mean? So, 
uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to go from that either and and go to some singer who's dictating what's going to happen in the band. You know what I mean? Right. I got buddies that are just at, you know, that have to deal with that. So, I mean, the whole thing is... So you're aware of lead singer syndrome or lead singer disease, as you called it, and you're well, like, I mean, well, well, I don't have it. I'm going to be the singer, and then yeah. that's not a problem. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, I've kicked myself out of the band there several times, and, you know, and, and uh, but I merrily joined the band again just to annoy everyone once again. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, but we'll be right back with more with Zach Wild. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just used this awesome new ticket app called GameTime, and I want to tell you about it. GameTime is the top destination for last-minute tickets to live events, sports, music, and all kinds of shows. Over 8 million people across the U.S. and Canada, including me, are already using the app. Unlike traditional ticketing companies who overwhelm you with so many choices and so many steps, the GameTime app shows you only the best values and makes buying tickets incredibly fast and easy, You can literally check out in two taps, and tickets are sent directly to your phone. And to make selecting tickets even easier, GameTime shows you an actual high-res photo of the view directly from your seat. Everyone knows the prices for some concerts and baseball games can drop way down at the last minute. GameTime makes it easy to get these last-minute deals. You can literally stand outside the stadium in the parking lot, wait until the game starts, and get these killer deals. No worrying about printing anything out. Everything is done right through your phone. I just bought some Detroit Tigers tickets for tomorrow. It really couldn't have been any easier. The app is so intuitive. It was done on my phone in seconds. I got a great deal. I didn't even buy them last minute. So whatever you need, make sure you don't skip over game time. And of course, we got a promo code. This is good. For $15 off your first purchase, Visit usegametime.com slash LSS and use promo code LSS. Again, for $15 off your first purchase, visit usegametime.com slash LSS. Usegametime.com slash LSS and use promo code LSS. Well, <laughs> and speaking of, of your singing and stuff, uh, your new record... Um, Grimmest hits. Yes, which there are no hits on. That's the reason why it's not called greatest hits. And I, I absolutely because first love... off, if you're gonna have a greatest hits record, first off, you have to have hit songs, and then they have to be great. We have neither. <laughs> Nothing's great about this record either. So I mean, that's why it's grim. <laughs> I disagree with you. See, but we anyways. can't be accused of false advertising. <laughs> well, one of the songs on there, going back to your your voices, "Season of Falter," track two, when it played. The first time I heard it, I literally thought it was Ozzy. I thought it was Ozzy doing a guest feature. Well, that's why we have Zach Sabbath as well. That's right, and I, I want to get to that. And it, I used to sing all the Sabbath songs and the Ozzy back when we were like 16, 17 yeah. years old, when we did the cover bands. It, it's crazy, though. Like it's, it's amazing how that... Is that something that you think just, just morphed into Well, people it? would always like, say, they go, on not stage? only, Zach, is it amazing, because you love Sabbath, you love Ozzy, 
with Randy and Jake and everything. And, and mm-hmm. then you you sound like the boss when you sing, but you can also drink like him as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone, but I, that's because I went to Ozzy Osbourne University where I majored with flying colors in alcohol consumption. And my liver and pancreas can attest to that. That's right. That's right. And you're sober now, right? Well, no, well I guess you can whatever you want to label it, uh, you know, I guess, but you know, I guess if sniffing glue and eating paint chips considers us uh, sober, okay. put it this way, the results are astoundingly the same. I wake up with my pants around my ankles and the fellas all remind me, bro, you were hilarious last night, <laughs> you know, so, but it is less calories. So, I mean, it does keep my Perfect. slim girlish Miss America figure, you know, yeah, it tight was, and toned. It's working out for you. It's good on those greased up poles too. It looks great. <laughs> Uh, big big show tonight, Rebel. Don't uh, be, make sure you're here. The the thing you just <laughs> said about having no hits on the record, the way your fan base is in Black Label Society, I don't think your fans want hits. Well, that's good because they're the never going to get any because we're not capable. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I I think. Um, Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah, I, I mean, put it this way: it's just. Uh, you know, like whenever anybody says, you know, like, oh, they sold out or this and that or whatever, I go, selling out is when you do something against your will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're doing something. But like if somebody really, if they, enjoy, if you're like, no, dude, I, nobody had to, you know, stick a gun to our heads to to convince us to do whatever. You know what I mean? Then it's not selling out. I mean, because if you're full in, all in wholeheartedly because you're like dude we really dig this stuff man then that's where there's no shame in that because you're you're into what you're doing you know what i mean it's just like uh jimmy hendrix having little wing becomes a a massive hit and it's just like oh he sold out it's like no that's just like actually a really good song i i don't know what to tell you man you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it's just uh it's like saying elton john sold out yeah (laughs) How? Well, I, last time I checked, they're just good songs, bro. I don't know what to tell you, man. I, you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't blame an artist for being successful. No, I mean, put I it mean, this way: when people say to us, they go, "Well, look at Black Label. They do dancing. They do choreography. They have costume <laughs> changes. We enjoy it. We're all in. Perfect. You all see in. what I'm saying? So all there is no it. shame in costume changes or wearing fishnets for men. All right. <laughs> And, we enjoy it. And your fans, berserkers, as you affectionately call them, they're all in too. That's a, what a berserker is. You're right. all in. You live life to the fullest. You wear your fishnets to the fullest. You shave your legs to, to the, the fullest. fullest. When you're washing dishes. To the fullest. To the fullest. You're a berserker. That's right. When you're anal bleaching appointment, you right. may not want to do it, but it's for the art. You have to do it. You do it. Now, when you're washing dishes, do you prefer a sponge or more of a long-handled plastic um, device to wash dishes personally? I mean, either are good. I mean, you know, but put it the way, if I just get my nails done, I'll yeah. use I'll use the, the device where, you, you know, the- With the, the handle. The handle and, the, and the, the, you know, the soap is in there and it just, mm-hmm. and then use the sponge so you don't, because you don't want it to ruin your nails, especially if you just had it done. But I mean, uh, but otherwise I like to get my hands, well- it would be dirty. It would be clean because obviously they're getting clean. <laughs> see see what happens when you I have love a little, to get my hands clean. <laughs> I love to get them clean. I was going to say dirty, but they're not getting dirty. They're getting clean. Uh, this all-in attitude is it? Is that aesthetic? You know, with the whole you know MC approach with your you know your your merch and stuff. Is that is that something that you think gives that fan the fans this like 
like Sons of Anarchy, like we're really into this thing. Like you're in, you're in. No, for it life. is. I mean, but it, I mean, the band's bigger than me. I mean, it's a mindset, and it's a, yeah. You know, it's a big, gigantic family. Almost like you know. Yeah. I always, I always thought the Grateful Dead, the, the coolest thing about you know when I was a, when I was a kid growing up, the the Smiths. I told you the next door neighbors. They must be Catholic. You know what I mean? They yeah. had eleven kids. They uh. Scotty, all his older brothers, you know, were the ones that turned us on all the cool music, you know, Bad Company, Skinnerd, The Who, Stones, you know, I mean, like everything that we heard over there and, and Zeppelin and Sabbath and everything like that, that we found through, you know, Scott's older brothers, because that's what they were on a steady diet of obviously classic rock. But I remember they were huge deadheads. And I always thought the coolest thing was that like the, it was bigger than a band. It was like this living, breathing thing where like... During the summers, they'd go make these road trips with the dead. And it was just like all their friends would come from all over, whether it was from Philadelphia, uh, out in Pennsylvania, up some of their friends from Boston would come down, it, all over the place, from New yeah. York. And then they'd all meet down at the Smith's house in Jersey, and they'd all go road tripping for a week, going to see the dead. You know, just like a complete full-blown road trip, whether they're sleeping in their vans or they're or they're getting hotel rooms or whatever, or just sleeping on the side of the road. I mean, they're going to see the dead and just making, it's not even a concert, it's an event. You yes. know what I mean? So, yes. and I just always thought, I go, wow, that is like the coolest thing ever. Cause it, and, it, and it just brings people together. So, I mean, you know, same thing with Black Label now. I mean, it's at the point where it's, you know, somebody's wearing... Some black label stuff, or they got the colors on, or whatever. They're in a yeah. they're in a bar, and it's just like, oh, you go up and talk to them. You're like, Zach, uh, I met Tom eight years ago at a. He was in a bar. It wasn't even a black label concert, and then next thing you know, we became buddies, and then we were just, uh, you know, next thing you know, he's the best man at my wedding. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's so, crazy. It's but what crazy. I'm just saying is, the band is what brought you together. You know what I mean? So it's just like I said, it's a bigger thing than me and everything dude, like that, so, dude. This podcast. Cool. We have, you know, a fan club for this podcast and all those people, 275 strong, they're all friends. They all have meetups all over the country, flying across the world, people flying from Australia to meet somebody in Texas to go to a show or whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful I, thing that, I agree. that you can create something that is bigger than what you're creating. Ultimately, it's real life with real people. And that's, that's, that's rad. Without a doubt. There we go. I um, enjoy it. So I got to ask you about my favorite thing about your guitar playing, at least when I was younger, because I thought it was so rad. JD enjoys the favorite part of my guitar playing before I pick it up and when I put it down. <laughs> he says those are his two favorite parts. Are you a real like... I said, what is it? The pentatonic scales or the diatonic scales? <laughs> he goes, no, it's kind of like that. He goes, like, before you play the pentatonics and... <laughs> After you play the diatonics, you know, when you put the thing down and put it back in the case, that's usually my favorite part. <laughs> well, that's not my favorite part, but the the pinch harmonic, you know, the, the squeal as people, you know, maybe outside the guitar world or even people in the guitar world still say squeal, that became a signature of yours. In fact, to the point where I think anyone that does it in any band, they reference you. It's go, your thing. Quit annoying me. You sound like that mutant Zach Wild. <laughs> but I uh, know it just. But but you, you have to be aware of that. And, and when did that? When was that something that you said? Hey, I'm going to incorporate this because this isn't something a lot of guys do, and it's it's cool. Um, it definitely. I I agree with you. I, I think it overshadows uh, my passion for dance, my passion mm -hmm. for fashion, and you know the fishnets, the high yeah. heels, the stilettos, the rouge, mm -hmm. the eyeshadow, making sure it all flows. 
I mean, it, I, I think toe. it overshadows that, you know. But I mean, but the whole thing is, I'll, you know, I accept it, and I'm, I'm actually grateful, you know. But I mean, but the whole thing is, uh, <laughs> the, the, the pinch harmonics and all that stuff. I actually, I remember my guitar teacher Leroy Wright. He ended up showing it to me when he uh, was teaching me Lagrange. You know, with ZZ Top and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I was just like, how is he getting that sound? Or what is that? You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, you know, and then when I, obviously when I learned it, and then, you know, you, when I started playing with Oz, it was just more on, like, the low strings. We're Bill, you know, Billy, you know, the the godfather of the pinch harmonic is obviously Billy Gibbons. So, I mean, but the whole thing is, uh, you Billy just did it on higher strings. You know, he does it on the low strings, too. But, I mean, you know, like Lagrange and everything is... is it's the high on the G string, the D string, and the B, and everything like that. But uh, but no, obviously I got it from that. And then in the studio, you double them, and it just you know, I was just like, wow, they really pop. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a way to to instantly focus on a guitar, you know, because it's just all of a sudden it's like, what is that? And, yeah, it's just and like it's, a little thing. But I mean, uh, yeah, but that's where I mean, that's where I got got it from was my guitar teacher showing a Bill Gibbons look. You know, that's cool. where I got it. That's there you go. I always wanted to ask you that. Uh, another thing that you did that was pretty cool was working with now, I mean, one of the biggest ho- actors in Hollywood, Mark Wahlberg, on the Rockstar movie. Yes, which was an awesome time. And uh, yeah, Mark's super cool. Jennifer was super cool. Steve Harris. I mean, everybody on that thing was, I mean, that was nothing but a great experience. How I mean, did you get involved with that? Um, they came and I was recording. We were recording Stronger Than Death. And they came in the studio and they were like, hey, Zach, you know, they introduced themselves, uh, the fellows that were working on the movie. And I said, we wondered if you want to be in this movie. I was like, well, what, what is it I got to do? And they go, well, you just, you know, you can play guitar, drink beer all day, lift weights, and then we're going to have you shooting shotguns out of the out of the tour bus. I was like, and you're going to pay me for this. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, sign me up. So, But you wrote the songs too, right? A lot of them on that? No, actually, I didn't write any of the songs. The, oh, songs, okay. were, the songs were already written that they wanted for the, the movie. They were just like, Zach, can you record the, you know, record them. Oh, I was okay. like, yeah, no problem. So, you know, or put your little two cents in on Okay, so, that's too bad. I had, a, I had yeah. a question, what was it like writing a real record for a fake band? But I, I mean, somebody did it. You know, yeah. so, like somebody wrote a, literally wrote a real record because those songs are pretty cool. No, without a doubt. Or, you know, or hey. else, you know, you just approach it, you just write some cool songs and you go, here, let's stick them in a the movie. You yeah. know what I mean? And then you just say they're for this fictitious band absolutely man absolutely well I don't want to take up too much of your time I appreciate you taking the time today in Toronto to do this but I got to ask you about there we go have somebody's that's, fallopian that's, tube acting up again <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yeah. that taken care of before the show <laughs> ice it down that was loud as fuck the uh, final Aussie tour we're kind of in the middle of it now no more tours Great name. Yeah, well, I think we're going to go for another two years. And I'm okay. talking about, you know, everyone's asking. They're like, well, what's going to happen at the end of this thing? What's the boss going to yep. do? I said, well, is this really the end? I mean, what are you going to do? No more tours three, no more tours four, no more tours five. Just keep going. I go, no, this is going to end when this when it has its run and we're done. But the boss is still going to continue singing. And then people are like, well, what is he going to do? Is he, uh, what's he going on? Is he going to change his name like Prince? He's like a symbol or something. You know, and I said, no. He's uh, he's going to join Zach Sabbath. So it's Zach Sabbath featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, perfect. So it'll be kind of like an easy fit. We just slide him right in. And he's, he's already familiar with the material. Right. And so it'll be fine. Right. And then Blasco will go. 
So right. it'll be basically Ozzy. Geezer, it'll say, Ozzy Osbourne, me. Yes, yes. And then I'm out. And, and, and <laughs> we move. And, and then it's Zach Sabbath featuring the original members of Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, yes. Can we, do, can we work that, that out? A tribute band tributing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like right now when Ozzy joins Zach Sabbath, it'll be Zach Sabbath featuring Ozzy Osbourne. It'll be me featuring me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... And I know, you know, they play it up on TV how Ozzy's like this, you know, like that fucking Osborne show where he's all like, like they make it seem like he's this old man that doesn't know his fucking head, you know. Listen, just because Oz is going to be 70 years old and his, and his liver is in dog years, you know, just, <laughs> you know, age is just a number. Right. So you think, you th- I mean, well, ultimately this... They're saying no more tours. It's going to end. He's, you know, he's not going to be able to do this forever. Maybe he is, whatever. What is that? What's going to happen the last that last time that you're on stage with Ozzy? I mean, how is that going to feel? They're, 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 well, I don't know. I mean, it, the, the whole ever. thing is, I mean, like when we're up there doing it every night, you're in the middle of playing a game. You know what I mean? So like you're in the World Series, so you don't realize this is Game Six of the World Series and whatever. You know, yada yada. You're just you're you're doing it. So. You know, I guess, but you I'm know, saying, you look back on it after it's all said and done, you know. But my I mean? question is, one day it will be game seven of the World Series, and it's going to be over. Well, I guess I'll I'll let you know when I get there. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, until then, I mean, I, no, I always cherish every moment I have yeah. with him. You know, when we're up there on stage, I, you know, uh, you know, I, I know how lucky I am and how blessed I am. So, um, but no, but then like once Ozzy said, let the madness begin, it's it's game on. You know what I mean? Like everything else goes kind of out the window and you're just doing what you do. Totally. Totally. So um, there's a lot of Zach Wilde stories floating around. I'm sure some are true. What? Some that, are false. That he's actually married. Some. That's it's just a big Some are front. exaggerated. <laughs> well, <laughs> when the kids are actually mine. <laughs> I've heard that one several times. Yeah. I was actually just, from the so, wife. So what is? <laughs> so what is your favorite thing you've heard about yourself that's just ridiculous? Um, well, you know, uh, what people say, they go, Zach, what was it like the audition process? I heard you auditioned and that's how you got, I go, well, no, I was actually Ozzy's drug dealer at the time. And then Oz was like, I picked up a guitar. I was like noodling on a guitar and Ozzy was like, I didn't know you played. I go, it's funny. I didn't know either. And he said, uh, how about this? If you give me the drugs half off, I'll let you play in my band. And that's pretty much how it went down. Perfect. So it wasn't even an audition. I didn't even play with anybody. I was just right there on the spot in the band. Right. And, then it just, and we just did it. Now we're sitting here on this couch. That's a beautiful story. 30 years later. It's a beautiful story. What else do you think you're really good at that you've never done before? Um, make love to my wife. <laughs> According to your kids, that's never happened. Those, <laughs> I, they're all, you're all adopted children. I, I, I refer to it as making love. Um, but it's more of basically like a black label genital plow fest steel cage match. Oh my goodness. That's that's aggressive. It's just as romantic though. <laughs> that's very aggressive. Well, uh, what else is happening, man? Um, you got a lot of things coming up. Talk about it. Is, are you going back out with Zach Sabbath? I know it's never come to Canada, right? Um, well, we definitely want to do it. Obviously, when we could, you know, fit it in. <laughs> no pun intended. Yes. <laughs> you know, but anyway, so. Um, no, obviously we got like three uh, Zach Sabbath World Tour shows coming up, uh, where we really don't go that far at yep. all. You know, I mean, our last World Tour was three shows, and I think we drove 
total of 28 miles for the world tour but uh <laughs> but the whole thing is um we never even left southern california <laughs> but it was a world tour but i mean uh but the whole thing is oh we got the zach sabbath shows coming up and then we have obviously back out with the boss and then we have generation acts going on and then uh another black label fall fashion thong for men line coming out yeah, uh, right perfect. after that but um no, it just you know, so just a, a batch of stuff going on. So I mean, I like I said, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? I mean, I just playing all the time. So I mean, there's nothing. And then, like I said, when we're, the how you make it work, you have your family come out, and you know, you keep in touch with your kids all the time. I mean, it's that's what you kind of yeah. do. I mean, if, if me and you were, you know, working all day, if we were working at four thirty in the morning, getting home at six at night. I mean, you're going out for something to eat, and then by the time we get home, you know, you see the kids, they're either sleeping or they're getting ready for school tomorrow, I and mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Well, you know, you're, like Jonathan Winters, the, the famous legendary comedian, always said, you make sure you're there for all the important stuff as well. Yeah. You know, you're there for everything, but I mean, you always make sure you answer the bell for the important things. Well, you know, the graduations, the school recitals, all the good, you know, all the big things. You got you to gotta be there for that. So, I mean, uh, yeah, but you make it work. You know, this is what, this is what we do. Do you still practice guitar a lot? Oh uh, yeah, I love playing. I mean, every day. Yeah, and then you know, I figure you know, we have the big uh, black label Tupperware demolition fest of locked in freshness and domination mm -hmm. every night. You know, for uh, the two hours that we're up there, yeah. and then playing with the boss. But yeah, I still like when we're not actually on the road. Yeah, I pick it up all the time when I'm home, whether I'm running scales or even when you're when you're listening to your. Favorite players, whether it's Frank Marino from Mahogany Rush or John McLaughlin or Al Demiola, Paco De Lucia, yeah, uh, you know, I mean Jimmy Page or or St. Rhodes or Tony Iommi or all the guys that I love. Uh, you, you're just you, when you're listening, you're actually learning as well. So you know, I mean, even when you're sitting there, when it, all those years that we'd be sitting there with the in the sub, you know, after an Aussie gig, and then when when it was a rolling Irish pub on wheels. Right. You know, me and you would be sitting up front solving the problems of the world, having <laughs> cocktails and listening to the Eagles or Neil Young or listening to whatever, and then Elton John records and just listening to the production. So, you, I mean, so you, you're constantly absorbing stuff all the time. You know, so whether you're listening to music, I mean, if you're not purposely thinking about it, you're just, lit, as you're listening, you're learning. So, um, and then, you know, so, I mean, I reference it all the time. It's like being a cook. When you're... Me and you've gone around the world and we've eaten different things. And I'm just saying, like, we go, you know, it would be cool if we put a little bit of this and mixed it with that and this right. and that. And then obviously, so, you know, like when we're mixing, when we're making records and, and we're doing the mixing process or we, even when I'm writing a song and I get to a certain part, like I remember, you know, in another song I had learned when I was 17 years old, like the bridge section, it's, I always thought it was cool, the key change that it went to in this thing. And then you, you use it. That, that specific key change or whatever, and then it works out. It, this is just knowledge you absorb. You know what I mean? And then and it works, the, the key change works great, and then all of a sudden you use a couple different chords in there, and it's a completely different thing now. Yeah. You know, so it's just a matter of me and you mixing, because that's how you gain knowledge. You listen to all your favorite musicians and your favorite players and and songwriters, and then you you incorporate that when we're cooking our own meals. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, and I think my one of my favorite things about your guitar playing is, other than the squeals, is your solos and just how 
they tend to be a song within a song. Well, the is that king, something that uh, well, you strive I, to be, to have every solo well, yeah, tell a story? Well, yeah, I learned that from, uh, obviously, St. Rhodes, and then, you know, obviously, right. Neil Sean's another king of that, you know, where it's, he, it's, it's a melody, and then, you know, there's some shredding in there, and then it's <laughs> just, and like you said, you look forward to it when the solo comes, because it's part of the song. Or Hotel California, Stairway to Heaven, you know, I mean, he's, it, it, it's part of the song. You know what I mean? And every every St. Rhodes solo, I mean, I could actually play the solo and you would name the song. Right. I mean, that's how iconic those solos totally. are. So, uh, totally. So that's, yeah, that's your approach. I, I think, it makes you know, sense. Yeah, that's a, that was uh, obviously, I think, part of Randy's massive legacy is uh, his So do you think you got that from Randy Rhodes? Because he's definitely a guy that had in, incredible solos. I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, everything. I mean, he constructed them. You had to learn them all. Sat, he, he sat and worked them out. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm going to put a little bit of this here. A little bit of that there, and then you know, so it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. When you when you do records, do you ever just improvise solos, or are they all written? No, my solos, I play them just like they were on the record. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so because Tony Iommi's a guy that actually does a lot of improvising, even live, right? Like I know the Paranoid solo, he plays pretty much the same one every time, but a lot of the solos he doesn't always do the same. I guess, but I mean, you know, when I listen to you know Lord Iommi's solos, I. I love his solo playing, you know what I mean, yeah. and, and all the songs. So, um, yeah, but when I listen, you know, I mean, it's obviously we've all listened to Sabbath so much. I mean, those solos that he has in those songs, what, name any song, whether it's Never Say Die or, uh, you know, a solo to The Wizard. I, I mean, any mm-hmm. of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I expect to hear those. So, you know, to me, they're all memorable. So whether he was yeah. just improvising them off the cuff and he that's, left it. That's what I read. He did. You know. I've never met Tony Iommi, but And last question, are you a Yankees fan? How do you feel about him this year? Oh, they're still, I mean, like put it this way. See, the everything, toilet flushed right when I talked about the Yankees. Everything they do is big. <laughs> they win big. And when we're going to lose, we make sure we lose memorably big. <laughs> so like put it this way. The sweep in Boston that last game, mm-hmm. they could have won it. And, you know, with a 4-1 lead going into the eighth inning or whatever it was, you know, or ninth, and then blowing it, and then going into extra innings and losing. See, the thing is, the Yankees, they could have even lost it in ninth, but they didn't. They chose to go into extra innings and get your hopes up and then blow it because they could have just easily lost the game or just not even been ahead, just been losing the whole game. But in pure Yankee fashion, yeah. they could have just gotten beat 5 nothing, lost the whole time throughout the game. But instead, they were winning all the way to the end, going, well, at least they're not going to sweep us. And then what <laughs> happens? They blow it. So, and, it and in extra innings as well. So, so this it gives, is- they don't just lose normally. Yes. We lose, we do it big. Just like the Yankees win big, they lose. We lose awesomely big. Let's see a top that suckers. You see what I'm saying? That's how the Yankees I do. do it. I do. Yeah, so. like they go, man, but you guys got swept. They go, but you didn't get swept like us though, did you? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Go so we still in. We all st- in. All in. If we're going to lose, we're all in and yes. we lose to the point where you can't even top our losing. <laughs> <laughs> so we still win. Perfect. Zach, thank you, man. All right, my brother. Thank you. Appreciate Good your talking time. to your brother. <laughs> Thanks, man. So there it is with Zach. <laughs> what a guy. I really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. 
I love the baseball analogy. So many baseball analogies, which I can always get behind. I want to thank Zach again for taking the time to do that. And uh, they're on tour now. Black Label Society is doing stuff. Ozzy is back on his Farewell No More Tours tour. Make sure you get a ticket for that. You are not going to want to miss it. Uh, I think it's coming through Michigan just this week. So uh, I'm going to be there and it's going to be a great time and uh, not to be missed. As always, we will be back next week with another episode, brand new episode, episode 146, if you can believe it. We are just trucking along here, aren't we? Make sure you're subscribed, hit the subscribe button, and of course, if you want more, if you've listened to them all, even if you haven't, and you just want more, and you want to be a part of a great community, check out the All Access Club. I'll give you the link one more time. It's leadsingersyndrome.com slash access. I will leave you with a tune and there is so much stuff I could play from Ozzy, could hear some ripping solos or Black Label Society's immense catalog, Zach Sabbath, there's so much, so many things, but I'm going to go with a newer Black Label Society song. This is one that I literally thought it was Ozzy singing. So Zach doing his best to channel his inner Aussie. I mean, whether he means to or not, it sounds just like him. Here is Seasons of Falter by Black Label Society on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. And we'll see you all next week. Within this gold human side, the gathering snow to have traveled so far. Oh